Welcome to Haunted Hospitality. My name is Zoe. And it's Brittany, bitch. And this... <laughs> and I have a story for you guys today. But first, who the heck are you? Um, my name is Brittany. Yeah. Okay. That's my name. <laughs> so Brittany is here guest showing, guest starring, guest starring on the show. Robin is still out with her injured leg. And so Brittany is the third in our trio, my second bridesmaid. And she's going to fill in for Robin today. So everybody, welcome Brittany aboard. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's just a little lonely. <laughs> Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, Brittany? Um, my biggest role model is Miss Frizzle. That tells us everything we need to know about you. Yeah, that's, that's you. pretty much all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I have a story today, but just before we get into our something something and our spooky, mm -hmm. I do want to make a little bit of an announcement for myself because I'm a Leo and everything is about me. So <laughs> I did want to mention that I am streaming on Twitch now. I don't know. You know what Twitch is, right, Brittany? Yes. Okay. It's where video gamers go to stream or women in hot tubs go to stream. So <laughs> it's a whole thing. I have started streaming on Twitch. I streamed for the last seven days for at least two hours. That's going to change in the upcoming week because I do go to the gym in the afternoons. It's just I was kind of sick this last week. I'm good now, don't worry, not contagious. <laughs> um, so I t stream on Twitch under the name iZerge. That's I-Z-E-R-G-E, yep. And uh, if you guys want to go check me out, I'm probably going to stream on Tuesday, Thursdays, Friday, Saturday, and Sundays. Yep. Hey! Yep. Okay. So now that that is selfishly over, do you have a something spooky, something Southern for us? I do. So I used to go to the South Carolina State Museum all the time. Yes. And, and that's it, in downtown Columbia. It is in downtown Columbia. So I think it qualifies as, as Southern. It's, yeah. it's in the heart of Columbia, South Carolina. And that building is allegedly haunted by multiple ghosts. Um, uh, they have two. So the most prominent one, and my personal favorite, is a ghost called Bubba. So allegedly, you know, child labor laws weren't quite as big, you know, back when the building actually used to be a cotton mill. Uh, and they didn't have a door on the elevator. So this was actually um, a younger worker. And allegedly, he was going up the, the elevator um, in between the third floor and the fourth floor when he poked his head out to look down. And he actually got partially decapitated. Oh. Yeah, so really harsh, but allegedly there is a headless ghost or a partially decapitated ghost that's been going around the South Carolina State Museum ever since. And all this happened well before it actually became a museum. It was um, the first fully electric cotton mill, uh, which is a pretty big deal. But afterwards, the building became the South Carolina State Museum. There was also a couple other offices in there. Um, like uh, South Carolina DHEC has an office in there and um, the tax office used to be in there as well. There's also a separate museum inside of the same building, the Relic Room. Okay. So several different things all under one roof, but allegedly the building is still haunted. Um, I have spent the night there more than once. They do have like events where you can spend the night. One of the times I did that as a Girl Scout. <laughs> um, and I have never seen any sign of him, but I've always been like looking out for it. So like, you know, close to midnight, like, you know, you walk around, you look around. There are a lot of people that say that they hear footsteps. Okay. If you do stay overnight, there are people, there is security there that actually goes around to make sure everyone's okay. Okay. It could have been And you there. probably hear them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but could you have heard something else? Maybe. Very much is, is definitely a possibility. And, you know, they have so many relics from the history of South Carolina there. You know, there has bound to be a ghost attached to one of them. Oh, exactly. So this is actually a fun topic. So, Zoe, what did, you've been doing this for a little while. Uh-huh. What's your stance on ghosts right now, like as of today? Oh, 100% they exist. Like, without a doubt, like, they're... Without a doubt, they exist. So what is the definition of a ghost for you? Well, uh, <laughs> I almost <laughs> said, well, Robin... <laughs> Well, Brittany, if you had listened to an episode, I forget the number, but um, so I did a two-parter episode of the, like, the Haunted Hospitality's Guide to Ghost Hunting, where I defined in part one what a ghost is, but it is a corporeal being, or incorporeal being, an energy, a soul, whatever you want to call it, but it's the remnants of somebody left behind 
or a demonic entity. There's different types. So a ghost or a spirit is from a human, but a poltergeist or a demon is from a demon. And probably shadow people too, but shadow people I think were once humans that became demonized. Anyway, that was more than what you were asking for. No, that is that is a, a very good answer. So, you didn't ask, but I'll tell you what I believe, too. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't curious, but go off, I guess. <laughs> I'm not even a Leo. I, so, I don't know that much about astrological signs. I'm not, okay. not going to lie. Um, but I think they're, they're very entertaining. I just don't know that much about them. But for ghosts, I think it's more fun to think that they might exist. Mm-hmm. Um, do I full-heartedly believe it? No. But I'm also, I'm very, you know, I think that there's more out there than we officially know and I think it's very entertaining and I think that they might you never know right yeah I feel like there's too much out there like I know a lot of it can be argued against but I feel like there's too many things out there that show signs of ghosts for everybody to be lying about everything you know maybe ghosts aren't what we understand them to be but I do believe that there is an entity out there moving things, talking to mics, and being captured on photos. Yeah, I think at the very least, you know, the memory of something, like, if something happens somewhere, like, you know, you could you could still feel it no matter how much time has passed. Yeah, like the energy stays. Yeah. Yeah. And there, there probably are scientific explanations for it too, but, you know... It could also, you know, it could be something else either as well. Yeah, you know what they say, uh, magic is just science we don't understand yet. Booyah. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) All right. But we have, there is actually another ghost there. Okay. um, There are two others. I do not remember that much about one of them, but I think one of them, there wasn't too much of a story behind it. There's just some artifacts in the museum that are pretty interesting. So a Southern tradition, and it I don't think it's just in the South. Like, it's definitely been something that's happened multiple areas throughout history. But one thing that it used to be kind of prominent in the South is they would make hair wreaths. So both as, like, a like a family heirloom or something, like, immemorial, like, as after someone had passed away. Mm-hmm. So there are hair wreaths in the, in the museum. Like, they have, like, a little tiny area that talks about, like, funerals oh, okay. um, in the South. So they do have, um, I believe they have a hearse. Like, it's a hearse with a carriage, and there's someone that alleges that they saw someone driving the hearse. Or it's, it's just a horse carriage, so I don't know if they'd be driving. I don't know what the right word is for. They saw someone sitting in there where the carriage is. Okay. And then there's the gray lady who is allegedly attached to one of the wreaths. Um, okay. So they would make the, the wreaths sometimes out of the hair of someone that's passed away. Like, just as a little, like, token just to remember them by. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like half of the people think that's you know, really cool, have the people think that's, like, creepy as all get out, and they would never want to have that. Yeah, I personally wouldn't want to make one, just because, like, touching hair that's not oh, on yeah, someone's no. head just weirds me out. It, it, it does, me too. Yeah, but, I mean, I understand it, because, like, different cultures do different things to memorialize their dead. Oh, yeah. They look, I mean, they look pretty, they look intricate. I think for me, as I said earlier, like, I don't think I necessarily believe in ghosts, but I I think it's, you know, it's cool to, like, entertain the idea. But those, I feel like my instinct is just to think that they're haunted now. Yeah. And I don't know if that's more of just today's influence of, like, everything (laughs) being haunted. I don't know. I think back back in the day, it probably was much less of a big deal. I don't know. I feel like if you take literally the hair of a dead body and make it a thing that you carry around with you. Well, not carry it around, you display it in your home, but I get what you mean. But, like, it's, it's like, the intention there is to keep a part of that person with you. Oh, that's true. And I feel like that intention, plus the part of the human body that you're using, I feel like that's enough to capture anybody's soul, at least a little part of it. Oh, that's a bigger question now, like... Are ghosts a bad thing? Do you think ghosts are... No. Not all ghosts are evil. Not all ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was thinking it. But no. I so I 100% believe that there are some ghosts out there that are good, that are benevolent, that are just like, get out of my space. This is where I live. And then there are some bad ones that try to hurt you. Yeah. I think most of my um, opinions of ghosts probably come from like... You know, movies and TV shows. 
Okay. So I don't. I've heard. Of, I think I've seen a lot of things before with different ghosts that like they're this bundled up like chaotic energy of like something not being done or right. like you know they're holding on to this one specific thing that they wish they could have done like you know they wanted to avenge something or like they're mourning something. So the ghost whisper effect is what I call it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, I have a few ghosts to tell you about in my story if you're ready to move on. All right, I'm excited. Okay. So, Brittany, I have done a hotel. I have done a prison. We've done bars and individual houses. We've done an entire Biltmore estate. It's finally time to put the hospital into haunted hospitality. Woo! I'm excited! Yes. So this story is actually recommended by Patreon patron Haley. And also, she's my close friend, and I'm going on a trip with her in a couple weeks. But I did want to say, hey, we have a Patreon. Anyway, so this is a haunted hospital in Yorktown, Texas. So... This is the Yorktown Memorial Hospital. It was built in 1951, and it was founded and ran by the Felician Sisters of the Roman Catholic Church. Just to tell you a little bit about the Felician Sisters, it was a religious institute that promoted public vows of chastity, poverty, and obedience. Chastity, poverty, 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 like being poor. They preached it? Yeah, they're like, you gotta be poor. I have confusion. (laughs) (laughs) I think think it's like part of the, like, relinquish your earthly desire kind of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, hey, if you don't hoard money, if you're chaste, and if you obey, you'll go to heaven. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. So, um, the hospital was the closest one to San Antonio, Texas, which is the... I covered that in a couple episodes ago for the San Fernando episode. Cathedral. Mm-hmm. San Fernando Cathedral episode. There we go. So, it was the closest hospital to that area, so everybody from San Antonio was coming to this tiny town of Yorktown to get hospital treatment. And so, I saw multiple sources saying different things. So some people said that it started off as a drug rehab facility and then they built onto it to make it into a general hospital. Mm-hmm. Other places said that it was a general hospital and then it got shut down and a drug rehab facility took its place and then that got shut down. So at one point it was a hospital with a maternity ward and everything. Mm-hmm. At one point it was a drug rehab area but I just don't know which came first or if they cohabitated at all. But the building closed in 1986, and it was condemned in 1992. In 2011, when all this research came out, there were people alive who had worked in that hospital. Mm. So, like, there were still people around in town who knew that hospital, whose family was born in that hospital, and stuff like that. So it's still, even though it was condemned in 1992, it was still, like, a big part of people's lives. Right. So the hospital is over 30,000 square feet, which is small for a hospital. Mm -hmm. 30,000 square feet, it has, I think, three floors. There is a chapel a main floor, a basement, and a living space on the second floor for the nuns. So the hospital did have an issue with a bad reputation. People said that the the people who ran the hospital weren't necessarily the best of people. And Mm -hmm. so there was a high turnover rate. And because there was a high turnover rate, the patients got poor care. Right. There's claims of patient abuse however people who like older people who are now alive or were alive in 2011 they claim there was nothing like that but this hospital had over 2,000 deaths in it with 500 of them being lost in a six-year span which is pretty high (laughs) I mean I know it's an older hospital and maybe technology wasn't as high as it was as good as it was now but yeah there are a lot of the lot of deaths and supposed 
rumors of mistreatment. Yeah. The hospital is also considered one of the most haunted buildings in America. Oh, wow. But before I get into the ghost, I do want to put in a disclaimer. The hospital is privately owned. Do not go there. You will be trespassing. (laughs) However, at the end of the episode, I am going to give you the phone number and the times to call. Because if you go to their Facebook page, they say, hey, we love to talk to you about it. Just call this number in between these hours. And oh, really? We'll, we'll let you do a tour. You can do a self-guided tour or a guided tour. You can pay 500 bucks to stay the night. I don't know if 500 bucks is this current rate, but yeah. So what do they get? If you stay overnight, what are the accommodations like? Or are you just... You're not supposed to be sleeping if you stay overnight. Oh, because I know that there are ghost trackers or hunters out there that like, like to sleep in haunted places just to see what happens. Yeah, no. Um, I So... There's a certain show that went there that I'm going to get into at the end of this episode. Oh, I'm spoiling things already. Yeah. (laughs) But when they were there, um, they had to wear, like, masks, like, construction masks Mm -hmm. with the air air raiders or whatever. Because it's it's a condemned building that's been sitting there since 1993. Mm -hmm. And so... You can get really sick if you're breathing it. It probably has mold, black mold, asbestos, you know. So I personally wouldn't recommend sleeping there. Um, I probably wouldn't even touch anything if I was there. (laughs) But you can visit. You can visit. Okay. And I'll get that information at the end. But that's interesting. $500. Oh, I don't know if that's the actual current rate. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was the 2011 rate, I think. Gotcha. (laughs) And, uh. A lot of things have changed since 2011. Oh, really? Like yeah. what? Um, well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yes, don't go there trespassing. Okay. So, the atmosphere is very creepy because the owners just simply left. So, there's still, like, chairs and tables and hospital beds and wheelchairs and, like, a nurse's table and baby dolls. There's baby dolls all over the maternity ward. Oh, no. Just rotting baby oh, no, dolls. No, 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 no. Yep. And rotting? Well, because it's from oh, 1993. No. <laughs> yeah. Also, Texas with no AC running. Yeah. Yeah. And it, so it's a lot. Um, there's graffiti on the walls from before the current owners were, like, putting in strict rules, you know? It's just, like, if you picture a photo of abandoned hospital, that's what it looks like. Very spooky. Very spooky. So there was an interview with the caretaker, Mike Hansen, who lives on, he lives in a mobile home on the lot and he takes care of the hospital. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know what he does to take care of the hospital. He, I guess he just like watches over it and makes sure like nobody's breaking in, I guess. But he says, I know for a fact there are a lot of ghosts here. So he said he saw a large number of black objects, like shadow people, including a canine the size of an adult German shepherd and a full body apparition of a man standing in front of the chapel. Oh, wow. Yes. He says he also will always see red glowing eyes watching him from a distance, no matter where he is in the hospital. He says that near the nurse's station, if all the lights are on, everything is calm and he feels like he is alone. But if he turns the lights off, he can see people walking around in the dark. Like, you know how you can like vaguely see shadows moving? And he said that most appear to be normal and he describes them as guests. However, there are a few that he calls patients that have a more sinister atmosphere. Interesting. Yeah. Which I'm like, uh, I don't necessarily like assuming that all the negative ghosts are patients. Yeah, I was wondering about that. (laughs) Um, Or like, if I had died in a hospital, like, due to maltreatment, and if there's a potential for me to become a ghost, like, I think that would be an ideal situation, or not ideal, That, that sounds weird, but I think that would be a situation where I could become a ghost hypothetically like right. if i was so rage filled that like these doctors didn't take care of me right yeah i mean i would be down back down on the earth you know getting mad let, let, <laughs> letting them have it i don't know 
Yeah, especially there's a couple stories where I'm like, oh, if I was a ghost, I would whoop their butt. Yeah. (laughs) So there's a staircase that is kept closed off at the front of the building by a large pane of glass because it's unsafe to go onto it. And every evening, he hears the sounds of knocking on that glass from the stairwell. So there's just a pane of glass blocking the stairwell, and he'll hear, ooh, (laughs) on the glass every evening. Oh, that really freaks me out. Yes. It's like, no, don't let that in. Don't let that in. Do you know how often I... So, I work as a flight attendant for you uh, lovely listeners at home who may not know me. And I feel like there are a lot of people that think the, the job is kind of glamorous. And, you know, there's some elements of it that, you know, you can you can make it glamorous. But you definitely are... You're in hotels a lot of the time. Some of them I definitely think may or may not be haunted. <laughs> we have different, like, apps that we can use, like, just to talk about different hotels that we stay in just kind of like compare notes like what you can do around town and there are a couple of them that say like this one's definitely haunted and it's they're kind of entertaining because they most of the time it's like the floor creaks and like yeah it's a building (laughs) (laughs) but like you know i definitely hear like like sometimes just off in the distance and i'm like it's probably nothing it's probably just someone getting doordash or (laughs) or whatever but you know it is one of those things where, like, a lot of times I sleep with the TV on or something like that. Just to, you know, I need to have some other noise. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I feel like knocking is always creepy because it's like, are Who's you there? asking to come in? <laughs> like, I can't tell if it's a human or not until I open the door. Yeah. And it's like, you're asking to come in. That means you're intelligent. It's just weird. Yeah. But also, it's a very real, I mean, the ghost thing partially, like, that's mostly just like, you know... If it's night, things are ten times more creepy. But, like, you know, during, like, like, you know, morning or, you know, evening. I have been in hotel rooms where they've accidentally, like, assigned the same room. So I've had, like, you know, I've been asleep. And, you know, I'm normally very religious about locking the door and deadbolting it. But there was one time, like, you know, I was just so tired, I forgot. I just went, went straight into the bed, took a nap after working, like, a long morning shift. Someone comes on in with a suitcase and they go, oh, shit. (laughs) And for me, I thought I would have, like, a very, like, you know, intelligent, like, a, please get out of my room. No, what I did was go, (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, that would be me, too. (laughs) I'm like, who goes there? Well, in those situations, I'm like, "Uh, I kind of wish that was a ghost, (laughs) you know? what I'm saying is like I don't know if I would want to spend the night in one of the in um in the hospital. Yeah, no, definitely not. Yeah. So there was a paranormal group called the Central Texas Ghost Hunters. They investigated the hospital. While they were there, they captured the sound of organ music playing from the chapel. And there is an organ there, but it's like in disrepair, so like no actual human can play it. But they heard organ music. Mm. And they caught it in real time, not just, like, an AVP or anything like that. Okay, yeah. Okay, that's, that's a little creepy. But also, as a side note, so Texas is so big that, like, there is a Central Texas ghost hunting group. Yeah, Central Texas as opposed to Left Texas or Right Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was going to go North, South, East, West, but... <laughs> like, so there are enough ghosts in Texas that you have to divide it by region. I guess so. Or maybe they just didn't want to hit the road for too long, because you can drive for seven hours and still be in Texas, depending on where you started. I've never driven in Texas. I, I lived there when I was two. I don't remember it. <laughs> because I was two. <laughs> that makes sense. So other creepy sounds include disembodied voices coming from all over, the sound of wheelchairs creaking down the corridors when nobody's in a wheelchair, And some people have heard screaming coming from the labor and delivery ward, which makes sense. What are the implications of that? Is that, like, mothers that have died during childbirth that are screaming? Like, why would there still... Is it just the ghost of things that have happened even if someone hasn't passed away, or...? So, I would argue that the moment of birth is just as integral as the moment of death. So, I... If you go with, like, the... Oh, I forget what it was called, but I think it was, like, called stone memory theory. But basically, the theory of any significant moment of time gets, like, stuck into the area. 
And so it can replay and replay. And those are the non-intelligent ghosts. The moment of birth is very profound and has a lot of energy. I feel like it would leave its mark on a place, especially this kind of place that already has so much energy. So I'd like to think that it's just the normal screaming of childbirth rather than the screaming of somebody dying in childbirth. Okay. Because uh, I was wondering. I was, yeah. I was definitely wondering. That's the way I prefer to look at it. That yeah, might I just hope be so. <laughs> that just yeah, but but to get into the more violent area, visitors have been scratched and pushed by angry spirits. People with tattoos have been attacked in the chapel and in the nuns corridor. Uh, assumably by the nuns who don't like tattoos. And strange lights will appear in the middle of the night. Uh, People have reported the baby dolls turning and watching them as they walk by. And sometimes even talking. They'll leave a camera and, like, leave the room and they'll catch audio of the baby dolls talking to each other and laughing. Do you have... I do not. (sighs) No. That does make me be like, well, if this is true... Why isn't it blasted everywhere? (laughs) But maybe it could just be a rumor, essentially. Okay. So there are, like I said, there are rumors of patients being mistreated, but people who live in town say that the nuns were devoted to treating their patients with kindness and care. However, there was this one doctor. His name is Dr. Leon Norwerski. It might be German, so it might be like Norwerski. He was a doctor at the facility, and many claimed that he was to blame for a lot of the deaths, especially in that six-year period where there was 500. That's a huge number. <laughs> yeah. So, allegedly, he was known for making fatal mistakes, and there was one operation that I could find that said that he accidentally slit a throat of a patient while he was operating on the patient's thyroid, which is Ooh. in your throat. Yeah. Yeah, so if that's the case... So was he fired afterwards? No, he worked... He continued working there until he retired. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he's not alive today. But yeah, he worked there until he retired. I I don't know. Well, I guess back then, the government wasn't really, like, watching people, you know? And they weren't making sure that hospitals... They didn't have the codes and all of this. But yeah, some... They're all accidental. They're ruled mm-hmm. accidental. But, like, you're either a really bad doctor and should stop practicing, or there's something more sinister there. Yeah. So, our listeners at home, if you are a nurse or a doctor, DM us what would happen if you slit someone's throat during a thyroid. Yeah. <laughs> during a thyroid. I was not Surgery? Exam surgery dm us what you would do if you accidentally slit someone's throat during an operation yeah like i feel like there's like malpractice lawsuits now yeah so an interviewer with the sun i'm sorry an investigator who had an interview with the sun said that they went into the um hospital to investigate and that they were investigator who traveled the america the America to go into various haunted buildings and he went into this one and he was there for 30 minutes and he heard doors being shut in the distance and he heard whispers and loud bangs all around him and so he's like "Mm, nope this is too much for me so he left (laughs) I'm like you know fair how many places have you been where that (laughs) makes you leave but okay So, there is a spirit who is a little girl. She is a little girl named Stacy, and she's one of the more interactive ghosts. So, she had this book that she loved that the nurses always read to her that was called The Pokey Little Puppy, and it was actually originally given to her by Dr. Norversky, or Norversky, and as a ghost, Stacy can be seen in her old room on the first floor, or in the basement hallways. And if you bring that book and you go to the library to read to her, she'll appear to you. And so you'll be able to read her the book. And um, she'll also roll a ball if you bring one and ask her to. Oh. Yeah, that's kind of cute. Well, I mean. She's dead, it, little girl. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was going to. Mm, yeah, this is one of the situations 
Mm. Well, so I know demons will often masquerade as children to get you to trust them more. But, I mean, I feel like this one's just so innocent. Yeah, that... Cute isn't the word... It's heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There are a few nuns that haunt the place. Um, none of them are named. Uh, but you, said, you said none of the nuns. None of the nuns are named. Okay, that, that's cut. <laughs> <laughs> they seem to be the most violent ghosts, though, despite the critics saying that they were innocent. Um, they are most frequently in the chapel, but they are also in the nuns' corridor. And some believe that it's the nuns that are choking, scratching, and pushing people, and again, especially those with tattoos. Somebody was able to capture an image of a nun in a habit, like a shadowy figure. I could not find that image either. Another ghost was Doug Richards. So not much is known about him, but he was a heavy equipment mechanic who got into an accident at work and then got transported to the hospital. And he died in the hospital in 1973. And you can see him walking around the hallways in a white t-shirt and blue jeans. Which it sounds so modern to me. <laughs> but, like, he'll just be walking around. He's a really big guy. So, it, people are initially afraid of him when they see him. But, like, he does nothing to you. He just walks around. <laughs> so, there's another ghost. And this one is also really sad. His name is TJ. But I think that was a name given to him rather than his name. <laughs> but he came to the facility asking for help when it was a rehab facility and he was overdosing on heroin mm. and he rang the back doorbell but either whoever was on duty was asleep or the doorbell wasn't working so nobody came to help him and they found him the next morning dead on the doorstep oh yeah yeah that 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 there that's neglect yeah well i mean it's neglect uh, yeah it, it's unfortunate but i don't know if it was like they just found, they didn't know that the back door bell was broken, you know. Oh, okay. It might have been broken that day, you know. So that's pretty sad. But he can be seen as well. So now there was also a potentially violent incident that ended up causing two murders. So there was a love triangle between a woman and two men. And the woman was a nurse and either both of the men were patients or one of the men was a patient and one was a doctor or nurse. I feel like there are some ethical guidelines that would prevent such a drink. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Like, none of the sources I saw said anything about it. I'm like, I'm sorry, was the nurse having a relationship with two patients? Like, that's predatory behavior. Yeah, unless, like, they were already in a relationship. I don't... Yeah. I mean, it, it depends. I don't, I don't know. know. But the nurse was with Lover A in the boiler room, which is... Lover A. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. No, she was with Lover B in the boiler room. B for boiler. Nope, she was in A. Sorry, let me start that over. So the woman, the nurse, was in the boiler room, which is in the basement, with her Lover A. Okay. And they were chatting, making out a little bit, probably. And Lover B walks in and finds them. Mm. And... He had a knife on him, so I think he probably knew what was happening. And so he attacks and stabs the nurse to death. And then he goes to turn to attack Lover A, but Lover A was able to grab the knife from Lover B and stab him and kill him. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> so the nurse and Lover A did end up... No, Lover B ended up dying... Yeah, whoever yeah. walked in on them was yeah. the one who ended up dying, but they weren't sure if the one who, the one who was caught and then got the knife away and then killed the person who caught them, they don't know if he killed in self defense or if he killed in retaliation. So it's like a gray area there. Probably both. Yeah, there's a lot of emotions going on there, and like he was stabbed at least once. So <laughs> people claim that there's blood splatter on the basement walls from the incident. The caretaker said he got it forensically tested and it was proven to be human blood, but he, like, didn't show it. Or, and mm. I don't know if human blood would stay on a brick wall for that many years. I don't know. If you're a forensic specialist, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> 
there was at one point where they shined a blue light on it, like a black light on it, and it glowed. And I know from watching Bones that blood glows under a black light. <laughs> so, but I don't know, again, if it's been too long for that to technically work. Now we get into a little bit more of an investigation. So there's this group that was called the Paranormal Files, which is a bunch of white dudes with t- neck tattoos. But they <laughs> uh, have a two-hour special on YouTube for free that you can watch. I linked to that in my sources. I did not watch all of it, but I did watch the most frequently watched parts. And it is pretty creepy. It is pretty creepy. They do freak out a lot over like tiny little bumps that could be explained by the wind. But there is this one part where they're in the chapel and this could be computer edited. I don't really know anything about this group, so I don't fully 100% trust them. But a growl is heard and they react very strongly to the growl well in the chapel like an animal growl or like a demonic growl oh yeah so like if it's true very creepy it might not be true but they do have a viral tiktok of it <laughs> you can find them at the paranormal files so what when was this um when did they shoot it i think they were out there in 2015 i think is when the youtube video came out oh wow yeah uh, I could be wrong on that, though. But go watch it if you guys, like, want to do some laundry and have it in the background. Um, <laughs> Why is it? I feel like that's a thing. Like, um, that's like a cultural phenomenon nowadays. Like, you're doing household chores while hearing, listening to either true crime or, yeah, or you know, ghosts. That's, stories. that's what I do. I listen to all my podcasts either while I'm driving or while I'm doing dishes. <laughs> I do it on my commute to work. I commute. So I commute from Columbia, South Carolina to D.C. Yeah. Um, so that's my ride to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the t- moment we've all been waiting for. The show that I've been alluding to. For sure, Zach Baggins himself with the Ghost Adventures went into this in 2011 and they have an episode on it i did so i found it on travel channel i did watch it on travel channel but travel channel doesn't necessarily always list what season and show episode it is so um i did go to the wiki the fan wiki for ghost adventures and they did have an article for it and it lists the season and episode there and I don't know if it was just filler but it might be season 4 episode 20 (laughs) um 420 funny number haha god bless (laughs) so I don't know if it actually is but that's what was listed and I'm very amused because I'm a 5 year old so here's a breakdown of what they saw and learned but again you can watch it for yourself on the travel channel website so I do want to say before they got into the investigation, I start with before with their research and then into their investigation. But one of the very first sentences that was said in this episode was, we came here because of the D word. Where there's demons, we don't think twice. And I'm like, that was not the D word I was thinking of. <laughs> so they show up to the hospital and they can't find anyone. And then a donkey just comes out of nowhere and just chases Zach down. Wait, repeat that one more time. You said... <laughs> so they're at the hospital about to do the investigation and they can't find Mike, the caretaker. Mm-hmm. They can't find him. And so they're walking around the hospital and then this donkey comes out of nowhere and chases Zach. So this isn't even like a ghost donkey. This is just a random... <laughs> yeah, his name is Spirit. Apparently he's Mike's pet. Mike, they do end up finding Mike on the property, and he's like, oh, no, this is fine. <laughs> but I guess... They... In that stage, that's, like, that's a pretty good intro. Yeah. It's like a jump scare right off the bat. <laughs> I mean, like, donkeys are protectors, I think. It's like you have a donkey to keep your alpacas safe, or I don't know how it is. But I think donkeys are protectors, and so I guess he has the donkey to keep away unwanted visitors. I don't know. So, they meet Mike Henson, the caretaker I mentioned before, and Zach asks him a few questions, and he, Mike's like, yeah, this place is haunted. 
Um, Zach asks him if the ghosts are good or bad, and he responds, you got a bit of both. Zach asks him if they're going to beat the crap out of him when they're in the hospital. And Mike says, that's a possibility. (laughs) Though I do have to mention that Mike has a southern accent that is so thick that they had to subtitle some of the things he says. (laughs) The way that they subtitle EVPs. I feel like both of us, like, neither of us has a southern accent. No. Like, I've lived I've lived here pretty much my whole life. I, I don't have one. I've gotten complaints about it before, too. I'm like, it's like, you're not, you're not doing a good enough job of, like, having a southern accent. Like, you know, I tried. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I have a problem where I mimic people. Uh, I do, too, a lot of <laughs> without noticing. <laughs> I'll mimic people's accents. And so I'll be on the phone with someone, and they'll have a southern accent, and I, like, start normal, but by the end of it, I do end up having a southern accent, and I think I have, as I have been in this position at my work, where I do talk to people on the phone more, I think I honestly have developed more of a southern accent, which is funny to me, but anyway, but yeah, his southern accent was... That doesn't sound southern to me. Well, it it was it was like he was speaking through closed teeth in Mm -hmm. the southern accent. Mm -hmm. It was weird. Anyway, so they talked to somebody who worked at the hospital who confirmed that two thousand deaths number. And that same doctor, while he was working there, who actually was born in that hospital, he fell asleep in his office. And when he woke up, he saw a shadow of a man. And he recognized it as a physician he knew who also worked there, even though he didn't see, like, his face or anything. It's just, like, it was a vibe. It was, like, that's that guy. But that man had just passed away two days prior in his home. What? Yeah. (laughs) So the doctor saw the other doctor there who had just died two days prior. And so he, like, went to check on a patient real quick. And then he came, like, poked his head out to look at the shadow man again. And the man was gone. Very spooky. Very spooky. So there's this part of the building that they call a four-way. So it's where two hallways intersect. And so it's like a like a crossroads kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they say that there's a lot of activity there. And that's where they'll see that big guy, the Doug guy with the jeans and the t-shirt. Mm-hmm. They'll see him a lot there. And I think that the crossroads theory plays into that. You know, like the devil at the crossroads thing. I haven't done any research, but that might be a future something spooky. So, uh, listeners, keep tuned for that. Keep tuned? Is that the phrase? Stay tuned. That's it. So, um, an eyewitness was at the hospital just doing ghost tour things when she felt a burning sensation on her arm where she had a tattoo. And, like, she ended up leaving, and she looked down, and she had, like, boils, like, burn boils on her arm and it did end up healing like without a scar so i don't know if it necessarily did happen but like her she said her skin was raised and red and all that Mm -hmm. she thinks that it was because the nuns didn't like her tattoo so zach makes a plan to enter the nuns corridor where they choke men and they choke people with tattoos to remove his shirt and show off his tattoos to see if he gets choked and he's like, oh, I have so many torso tats. I, I'm sure they won't like it. I have so many torso tats. I'm going to take my shirt off. That was exactly how he said verbatim. <laughs> so they also heard that a hospital, the hospital used to get a lot of oil rig injuries because there's oil rigs in Texas. And so they go to a local oil rig to get footage of it and to, like, get an understanding of how would somebody get an oil rig in an injury, even though I feel like it's pretty self-evident. But um, while they're there, they get, like, this guy in a truck who works with the company that owns the oil rig. He's like, uh, yeah, you guys can't be here. And so Zach's like, oh, no, we'll leave you. Put the cameras away. But first, and he's like, so we're shooting down at this hospital. Um, Do you believe in ghosts? And the guy's like, oh, yeah, I believe in ghosts. That hospital has tons of ghosts. And he's like, oh, okay, so you believe it? And he's like, yeah, my uncle died there. Like, his uncle had gotten stabbed, and, like, Zach ended up interviewing this guy who was there to tell him to leave. (laughs) So, finally, they go into their lockdown, and they have to wear the masks to protect themselves because it's an old building. But they set up a digital recorder and ask the ghost to speak into it, 
in the moment they did, they got an electromagnetic reading, so their EMF detector went off, indicating that there's a ghost near. And so they ask for the first name, and they get an EVP that they later listened to, but they spliced it in here, and they interpreted it as saying, you wanna play? And I do have to admit, to me it sounded like, but <laughs> they they got it as you want to play. I feel like it's one of those things where it's like as soon as they say it's something, that's all you can hear it as. Right. Yeah. And to me, it you did hear the the like it was the right number of syllables for you want to play, and it like had the right turn turn tone tone. Yeah. It had the right tone, but it was like it felt like somebody was talking into a microphone that was like playing the audio that was being picked up by another microphone that was playing the audio and it was being picked up by another microphone. Mm -hmm. Like, it just sounded technical, like technologically garbled. Mm -hmm. So, if Zach says he captures a photo of an apparition of a man, it's dark, but he says you can make out a foot in the shape of a body. If I squinted, I'm like, that might be a shoe, you know? But... So they have a recorder in the basement while they're upstairs, and in the basement they listen to it, well, they listen to it back after they're done, and they hear a woman moaning in pain, and then they made out the sentence, which was garbled again, um, it must be told and I'll tell them you did it. Yeah. Uh, Wow. And they think that that's referring to the double murder that happened down there. Okay. Yeah. That one's a little spooky. It's very spooky. And so then Zach goes to the nun corridor where they don't like men in tattoos and he strips his shirt off. Um, so he's standing there in just jeans, the aspirator, and no shirt. And his torso tattoos are one tattoo on each arm and one on the back of his neck. He, he doesn't have any on his chest. And so he's like going around. He's like, do you like these tattoos? Huh? Huh? You like these tattoos? And, like, the one on the back of his neck is, like, a half-man, half-demon thing. And so he's like, I bet you'll really like this one. And so they use an ovulus, which I have defined before on this episode, on this podcast. But it's a, it's a di- digital dictionary with a speaker. And the idea is that the ghost will influence the device, find the word that they want to say, and like a robot voice will say whatever word they're looking for. So you'll be able to hear it in the moment, while with EVPs you have to like listen back to it. But with EVPs, it's their actual voice. But with this, Mm -hmm. the ovulus, it's the robot voice. So they had a recorder and the ovulus going at the same time. So they simul recorded, and the ovulus says the word soul as he's like flexing off his tattoos. And then the recorder gets a pretty clear, like, I heard it without looking at the screen recording of a woman saying, It's sick. Immediately <laughs> after Zach said, You like these tattoos? Maybe she was just giving a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, and then. As he's, like, yelling, the ovulus says, loud. (laughs) And Zach goes, yeah, I'm loud. (laughs) Zach yells, what do you want me to do? What do you want to to do to me? And the ovulus says, suffer. Which is pretty, And then Zach goes to put his shirt back on. And the ovulus says, listen, think. And then they keep asking it questions. And it doesn't say anything. And then, like, five minutes later, without saying anything in between, it says, Jesus. So it's like like the nuns telling him off, like, listen to your mother. Listen to Jesus. Think about Jesus. You don't need these tattoos. (laughs) So then they get an EVP. So they do an EVP burst session where they're in a hallway. And um, basically they ask a question. They record it. And then they immediately listen back. So they walked in and they're like is anyone here whatever and then they capture an evp saying don't go into the bathroom and the word into the bathroom or the words into the bathroom were very clear and so immediately zach goes into the bathroom you know that is probably the least surprising thing you've said this whole episode. <laughs> but nothing really like comes of it so he goes into a bedroom with a camera alone 
and he says that he can feel an energy walking by him, um, that he can feel a cold spot. And once again, there's an orb that goes into his body, but the orbs that he captures on film are like, and I, I think they're just dust, you know, or bug. And so he asks somebody to talk into the recorder and they later get an EVP that says, okay. So there is more stuff that happens, but I don't want to get sued by the travel channel. So, um, <laughs> very creepy. There's more that happens. Go watch it yourself. I linked to the travel channel episode in my sources as well. Um, so you can go watch that. Just have a whole day about watching the Yorktown. A whole day? A whole day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A whole three hours. Um, but so go watch it yourself, please. Give them the view. And that number that I said at the beginning that I would give you at the end, um, you can call the Yorktown people between 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. between Monday and Saturday. Central time, right? Texas time, yeah. Yeah. Central. With any questions and or to set up a tour. And you can call them at 210-748-4475. And if you want that number again... Either rewind 15 seconds or go to their Facebook page, which, again, is linked in my sources. And, again, I want to thank Haley, our Patreon supporter, and my friend Haley for suggesting this episode. And yes, that thank you, it. Haley. Yes, thank you, Haley. That's it. What do you think? Wow. So, I, just, I think hospitals, of all the places out there, could definitely be haunted. Um, There's just naturally so much death that happens. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really, like, that's a lot of people to die, though. I mean, it makes it makes a lot of sense that, like, that would be a place where people would think that there's some sort of spiritual activity going on, just because anything where you, you know something like that has happened, mm-hmm. like, I'm sure you could definitely feel that. 100%. With haunted episodes, we usually say, on a scale of 1 to 10, how haunted do you think this is? Um, a scale of 1 to 10? Um, maybe... Thirteen. Thirteen. That's pretty haunted. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I would put it at a solid like eight point five. Eight point five. Yeah. So what was what's making you like not quite sure? So, I feel like the deaths, the pure number of deaths, make it minimum a three. Like if they said two thousand people died there, but nobody has ever experienced any hauntings there, I would put it at a three. The fact that Ghost Adventures has gone there. I think ups it to a six automatically and just like all the other things that they did capture like the EVPs I think that does put it to 8.5 I do want to save like my nines and my tens for places where we see video footage or photos of that is a freaking ghost Okay, so maybe me as a as a as a new host shouldn't have just <laughs> said thirteen. <laughs> but you know what? Honestly, you know, I'll double down on it. Thirteen. Uh, I respect that. <laughs> I respect it. <laughs> it's like you know, we might not have seen something video footage, yeah, but you know, I mean, compared to like a lot of other places that are allegedly haunted, like you know, I feel like that one has you know some good evidence. Good evidence, but also I I could get. I could, I could get why people would think it's haunted. Yeah. So thank you, everyone, for listening. If you liked today's episode, you can... Oh, fudge. I don't know Robin's part of this ending. Uh, <laughs> okay, so we have a Patreon. So, okay, if you liked today's episode, rate, review, subscribe, tell a friendo. Uh, we have a Patreon. It comes out on the 13th. For $3 a month, you get an extra episode a month. You also can find my sources at hauntedhospitality.wordpress.com. If you have your own spooky story, maybe you've been to Yorktown, you can write to us at hauntedhospitalitypodcast at gmail.com. And you can also DM us because we're on the internet. We're on Twitter, Instagram. On the internet? Yes, we are on the internet. Oh, wow. We're in, what a world. <laughs> we're in, at Twitter at Haunted Hosts. We're on tiktok instagram and facebook at haunted hospitality we hope to see you there do you want to do the stay spooky stay Stay spooky. spooky